Okay, five, four, three, two, one, and we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, brothers and sisters. You are listening to Talk the Talk, and we are doing a series of podcasts with Epilog. Dot Media. We are there on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Savan, Castbox, and Spotify as well. Have we forgotten anything? We haven't forgotten anything. And today's <laughs> special guest is. Mr Ogden Fernandez uh, famously known as Augie F Augie how that are you man That is me that is me I'm good I'm good how are you doing Superb man you rode down from Mumbai is it Yes NH4 How are the roads now Much better than what I remember them being yeah. but uh, there's still a lot of um, places where there's you know quite a lot of gravel around Right and I don't know if it's the trucks which let's constantly yeah. are going up and down on that road or whether it's just people who decide to go off road and come back on road yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah it's a little challenging at times traction control helps yeah i know okay. yeah but also the thing is uh, i think the roads have i think the government or right i don't know the district guy or the taluka guy they've also they're also making the roads a lot wider now i think near kopoli if you see i think the roads have gotten wider now Yeah I think there were a few sections which were surprising and they've been under construction for a while while now they yeah they just got recently yeah, completed yeah. but then it, it kind of bottlenecks into that one bridge and Correct. that's a little dangerous because you have a wider road leading into that yeah. and there were people today who got confused by yeah. it yeah so you rode on alone yes alone oh wow any traffic on the way um just a bit yeah because i i went through so i i picked up the um, suzuki gsx s i always so, mess that up yeah. gsx s <laughs> 750 from uh, anzin suzuki in yeah. uh, navi mumbai or oh, palm beach road navi yeah palm beach palm beach yeah uh, and um, because i went from that route then i had to come through the the palm beach road route versus the regular road Correct. i would have taken yeah. and there there was a lot of trucks yeah. commuting so i guess that just that's i guess the only traffic i got yeah. pune that road is massive so yeah. don't so you ever have traffic once you enter pune i think you it, it, yeah. it's no problem at all you will get traffic on that road though if, Ah uh, no man not at all no, right. yeah. yeah i think it bottle i think there is there are points where it uh, actually bottlenecks somewhere near hinjewadi because people are, are going into the it so hinjewadi is uh, pune's it hub hmm. one of pune's it hub magarpatta is the second one and and there are places yeah, around pune yeah this is something i noticed last time i was here everything is dsk yeah so dsk is pretty yeah. big in pune um uh, but unfortunately i think there's some legal complication with him i think oh, yeah. yeah yeah i wouldn't want to oh. get into that but I think there is some issue with him, um, and I think a lot of his projects are also stalled now. But yeah, uh, yeah man, it's pretty crazy. Pune yeah. that way, I think mobility is easier. I don't know why why people complain when they come to Pune saying that the traffic's big and stuff like that. But I don't think it's I don't think it's big is as bad as Bombay or maybe uh, Bangalore. No, 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 Bombay is horrible. I mean, Bangalore. I I've been to Bangalore, but just for a day or two. Yeah. Riding through there, but Bombay is on another level. I think Pune, you. I you have trouble with Pune traffic just purely because of the people who ride in the opposite direction yeah, and do all yeah. kinds of stuff. And that's that's crazy man because yeah. um there are there have been instance, instances where I've actually I was almost on the verge of having a crash because of someone who's coming in from from the wrong side. Mm-hmm. When you for example when you take a left you actually look to the right and 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 see for someone who's coming from that end. But oh, there's yeah yeah I mean you are you're looking for someone yeah. who's I mean you're looking for the natural way of traffic hmm. but then there's someone who's coming from the opposite direction yeah. and it's like oh shit you're here but then yeah it's okay it's okay I mean I've, I've uh, you if you remember Akash Dingare yes uh, you know he was he was uh, a power drift test rider hmm. he had uh, an accident uh, with someone who was coming from the wrong end he managed to screw up his disc. His brake road street triple on the street triple, oh yeah. So God. a very expensive crash. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. But I think Bombay majorly has gotten crowded because of the metro. Yes. I don't know. You stay in Bandra. Yeah. yeah. How how bad is it down there? 
Bandra is not so badly affected by the metro because uh-huh. I think we always had a lot of traffic in Bandra. Bandra being Bandra, right? Of course. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, the highway, and then just once you get off the highway, right. is where it starts to get really bad. Andheri onwards, and I, I just posted my story yesterday that we shifted office from Pawai to Andheri now, and it it literally took me an hour and a half to get from Pawai to Andheri, which shouldn't really take more than half an hour, probably. Yeah. In normal traffic yeah. but because of the metro work I, I hope it works I really hope it does mm. because their whole idea is to shift some of the load to the metro Yeah, but I don't have a lot of yeah man <laughs> even I when I think of the bigger picture it's probably going to be people who are traveling in local trains I think the load is going to be taken off local trains because they're looking for mm. a better means of travel better mode of travel and I think when you get in when you get uh, when you spend some extra money and you get AC and better seating, better looking trains and stuff like that. I think that's going to be the switch. But for someone who's traveling in a car, I think that person's still going to travel in a car. I mean, for you, for that matter, I, will you shift to a metro? No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes uh, no yeah. sense. I mean, I remember being in Mumbai uh, for for the longest time of my life and, uh, you know, also the longest time of my riding phase. And it's only been, what, four and a half years since I moved to Pune. But I mm-hmm. don't like going back to Mumbai. I, I know... I have a lot of friends who keep calling me, you know, you should come down, meet, meet us. And stuff. I'm like, I, mm. I'm not coming to Mumbai. Even my parents, I'm, I'm like, I'm not coming to Mumbai. You come down to Pune and meet <laughs> me. Because it's horrible. As soon as you cross Washi, yeah. it just goes downhill. I mean, even Kargar and New Mumbai for that, because mm. of the construction of bridges, I think they are, what, uh, resetting the tarmac or something? Mm. Uh, yeah, so it's it's gotten pretty bad, man. Yeah. Dude, dude, what do you do, man? I mean, uh, a lot of people are curious. Is Augiev only on YouTube? No, uh, so I, I what does your life f- look like? Yeah, I'm one of the few uh, motor vloggers who doesn't just only do vlogs. Hmm. And uh, that takes time for people to digest because a lot of them think that when you, they see you on YouTube and your numbers are decent, uh, that you're wholly and solely focused on, on YouTube and you yeah. made a career out of it. Yeah. And while we'll probably touch on the topic later, you can make a career out of it. I don't really see it as an option at this moment. I think I'm still partially looking at the traditional way of having a career outside of this and this still being my hobby and something I do on the side. But if you want to know what I do from 9 to 5, but I really don't work from 9 to (laughs) 5, but my regular job is uh, I work as a business trainer and uh, an instructional designer as well. Now, instructional for, for, designer? Yeah, so for people who... A lot of people give me that look. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people give me that look yeah. after I say that. But uh, what that is, is you probably had... Uh, whenever you've joined an organization, on day one, they take you through an induction about what the company's about, so on and so on. Yeah. And we usually design stuff like that uh, for obviously induction. So this is like an agency that gives yeah. a certain content on what you need to say and what needs to be done. Correct, yeah. So okay. it's, it's more of like a... I don't want to say consultancy firm, but we can still analyze what your firm is lacking and where you'll need to improve and give you an idea of what we can do to help you reach your goals. And if an online training can help you, then we design the online training and give it and then you can roll it out to your employees. If it's a actual physical training with a facilitator-led session required, then that's something we can provide you with as well. So what is your role in this? Uh, both. I, I'm a trainer as well as a designer. For so you design the courses as well and once the courses are designed, you'll go ahead and explaining stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. That's insane, man. Uh, why did you think of motovlogging? Uh, how did you think of motovlogging? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, so honestly, when I started riding a motorcycle, it was just to get from home 
to work like a point back. b point a to point b situation yeah and it's really interesting what pushed me into doing that also because i used to work in an organization where if we worked beyond a certain time we used to get a drop back home and uh, because of that uh, female employees being the priority uh, we the, if there was a male employee in the car you need to make sure that the female employee got Goes up and you were the oh, last wow. person yeah, to get yeah, up yeah. so what would normally be a 35 40 minute journey for me used to turn out being a one and a half hour journey damn and uh, because of that i said you know there has to be a better way of traveling yeah. firstly traffic so getting any better yeah. secondly i'm like as good as a guard yeah. now you and me being a guard of all people yeah so <laughs> i decided to kind of take matters into my own hands and start riding a motorcycle so i learned um, from a friend of mine and he and i'm giving him full credit because he always says you owe your all your success to me majid this is your <laughs> this is your shout out right. so we learned i don't learn to ride on a Pulsar 150, and I really hate to call it that because he, this guy, put some Hayabusa stickers and whatnot on it. <laughs> the last thing you'd call it is a Pulsar. It looked right. like a Pulsar, but had like Pulsar Busa. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we, uh, I just rode like in circles around this place, and the advice I got was insane because he said, whenever you're turning, you always have to be in second gear. Okay. That was it. That, that is how I learned. Okay. So in my mind, I'm thinking this can't be right because me being me, I did my own research online and whatnot. That is how to ride a motorcycle. And then when he said that, I thought you know, maybe this guy is not the best guy to teach me. But, yeah. but nevertheless, I learned on his motorcycle. Oh, it's in the Majid. Majid, yes. Majid, Majid Kureishi. Majid Kureishi. Yeah. Majid Training Schools Majid. not getting a lot of good reviews yeah. here. It's, yeah. If there was a that Zomato kind of thing, like you'd be way down on the, on the rating. <laughs> But after that, yeah. So I started riding a motorcycle. My first bike, very few people know this, was a FZS. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! I think the, the I, I think owned. the entire world knows Augie's Augie's first motorcycle to be the R15. The R15, yeah. But I, th- I think very few people knew that I owned the FZS first, and that was the first bike which I learned the basics of, like you know, to get to work and back and survive. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is the second. But this I was in the family. Um, or you got it for yourself? It was for me. Okay, okay. My brothers never knew to ride a motorcycle, yeah. so it was. Yeah. So um, after that, no, actually, my my twin learned to ride a motorcycle before I did. Really? But he never, yeah, but he never started riding a motorcycle after that. Wow. Someone, one of his friends, took him out to ride a motorcycle, yeah. and he thought taught him yeah. how to do that, but he never really took up. Right. Until I did, and then um, yeah, so I started riding to work and back, and I think. What what I realized along the way was there's a lot of stuff that you have to go through just to survive that ride, and in my mind, I think I put myself in more danger than I've actually <laughs> you know solved any of my problems, and uh, then I started to look online to see you know people a, a friend of mine spoke to me about like defensive techniques when riding and how to stay safe and whatnot, and while that's all well and good, you can't always be defensive not in a place like Mumbai because you have to at some point in time be a little aggressive with the throttle. Um, I came across YouTubers then. Uh, Royal Jordanian. Ah. I think he's the father of more. I we call him the father of motor vlogging. I think he deserves right. that title. Uh, Baron Von Grumble. He yeah, and yeah, yeah. Alistair Fagan have 44 teeth now. Yeah. And uh, at that time, Adrian Nickelodeon, but he doesn't really upload as much now. So the three of them were people who Baron's actually watched. gone pretty big. Baron's gone huge. Yeah, huge. I think he, he owns an IT firm or something. I think yeah? so. I think, yeah. yeah. Guys loaded. Yeah. But um, yeah, the three of them influenced me to then look at. the riding situation a little differently yeah so what used to be like a normal commute for me to work and right. back yeah. i used to see a lot of entertaining stuff happening and when i used to watch their videos at some point in time it got a little boring because i realized you know they were looking at things which you and i would see on a regular basis and just overlook right and 
people were like oh shit yeah how is this happening how is this happening and i was like fuck you should see what we go through like yeah, yeah it yeah. really make for something then i started doing a little more research around the cameras they were using and then i figured the gopro was the camera of choice was that the first camera hero 2 was the first camera wow, i owned yeah and it sounds really primitive yeah, but it's still yeah. then it's still working uh, so full credit to gopro oh it's still working it's still working really yeah. oh and um I I bought that and and at that time it was I don't think it was available in India very easily so I had to have that shipped from eBay eBay US I think I bought bought it from this one guy I got a great deal out of it dude bought it for How much did you buy it for back then He bought it for surfing in Hawaii he went mm-hmm. on a vacation with his family never opened the box and he sold it for 16 wow 16 and this was what 5 6 years ago Yeah 5 yeah 4 5 years ago I think approximately Oh really because yeah. I remember um 2011 is when I had the CBR and I had got myself a Hero 3 black oh, I think yeah? in 2012 or 13 Oh then maybe my dates are messed up Yeah, yeah but th- I, I, 2013 I or something was, yeah. yeah I remember it was the Hero 2 cuz I still have it somewhere in the corner Yeah yeah uh, haven't charged it but yeah, sure yeah. I have faith it'll, yeah. it'll start up yeah, Right But yeah so I started doing I started riding to work and back and then I noticed like small clips of people doing stupid Fucking stuff as usual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better word. Yeah. And uh, we I I started editing learning the basics of editing. So first it was movie maker. Right. Everyone right. starts. You always it. start from a movie yeah. maker. And then I started looking at softwares which could maybe add a little more effects and what not. Sony Vegas was what I started using. Oh. I started using that and then I realized somewhere later on there were a lot more things you could do with uh, Premiere Pro and then I moved to Premiere Pro. I think uh, this guy GP recommended yeah, yeah. Premiere Pro to me and yeah. I started using that. Because well. I think so when when you become a full-time editor I think there are only two softwares that a lot of these editors use. Yeah. For for a Windows it's uh it's Premiere Pro and for a Mac it's Final Cut Pro. Uh-huh. FCP FCP Pro. Something I heard like FCP is insane. Huh? FCP um, a lot of people do not prefer FCP. I mean I prefer FCP because mm-hmm. because it's just very easy to edit on that. Okay. Um a lot of our uh, editors back at Powerdrift as well. Um mm-hmm. I think it's a 50/50 thing. But if you start working on uh, on a Mac, mm-hmm. you will never move to a Premiere Pro. And if you start working on a Premiere Pro, you will never move to a Mac. It's it's just that way. So I guess my hopes with Mac is out of the window. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then um, you you got yourself a camera. Yeah. So then it, then after that, it was just like these short clips which I super initially initially started just putting it up on my personal Facebook account. And uh, you know, friends started to then say, you know, you should really make a series out of this. There are a lot of people. uh messing up on the roads and someone has to do something about it and i said you know yeah i mean fair enough and i realized that it it could have a positive impact but i never realized how much until one day i was coming back from work and this was late at night around i mean early morning rather 2 o'clock or something and um there was this uh, signal at juhu this really massive signal where near amitav's bungalow before that before that okay the main juhu signal yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay got it so there was this guy who I think it was a Corolla or something and he just signal went red and everyone at that time of the day no one would really give a shit. Yeah. So they just he went past he stopped looked around went and everyone else started following. Oh. I stopped and behind the line and I waited there and then a few other people stopped also and then a few more people and a few more people. Now the, the idiots who want to break the signal will always break the signal those guys continue to go. But I realized that some people were stopping and like looking around thinking oh oh god he stopped because there's a cop somewhere. Some people were stopping <laughs> out of sheer responsibility that you know we yeah. should also stop and some people were just worried that they'll be you know shamed if they didn't stop yeah. but i realized that that change has happened happened just at that one signal itself right. 
and i thought to myself you know if, if we can if this is one way of just getting it done but what if there's a larger scale i could do it at and then i took into account everything that royal jordan and everyone was doing and i thought you know maybe this is something i can do in india and change the entire biking scene uh-huh. and and what i'd like to see uh, what i like to you know observe over the last few years is that you know people normally sit on their motorcycles and click a profile picture without wearing a helmet yeah popping a wheelie doing yeah, some shit yeah, on the bike yeah Earlier, people used to say, "Arey, bye, one number, and all that stuff." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now you see it like most of the comments will say "squid," something chappy, yeah, this, yep, that, whatnot. Yep, they'll they'll yep. insult you for, for doing the, that. I think the word "squid" also has kind of originated from your channel. Is what I believe yeah. because, uh, I mean, obviously, "squid" is a word that's been around Globally, for yeah. 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 But in India, I think when you see a a chappy ride a motorcycle, uh-huh. and and I think you were the first one to to call out call squids? out squids. Yeah. Probably, I, I don't know. I don't want to take credit for it, but if yeah, that's a, if yeah. that's the thing, then I'll take that award. <laughs> yeah. But. But yeah, I think what what I like to see now is that people are getting more shamed shamed for yeah, for not sure. wearing the helmet, yeah. but more responsible also. Yes, yeah, I, sure. I think uh, Tushar was talking with me one day about this, and he said, you know, he had a, a friend, some auto journalist. Tushar Burman, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Burman, motorhor. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to uh, his friend used to constantly like stop people and tell them wear a helmet, wear a helmet. Why are you not wearing a helmet? And at some point, he realized that you know it's just. up to them to wear a helmet or not if they are not going to they will learn the hard way some way or the other and in in my mind i said you know while that's well and good i think i won't go up to a person and say wear a helmet or whatever unless they've done something to like put my life at risk then i'll probably correct them right but otherwise i think just highlighting what you should not be doing and adding a bit of humor because people started to think i'm a really frustrated guy and yeah. why don't you know me i'm yeah. a <laughs> you started thinking i'm very i like i have anger issues and what not that way yeah No. Yeah, yeah. People tackle me really badly in football, and I don't know anything <laughs> about it. But yeah, so I needed people to see the funny side of me also, and that's yeah. why I added the touch of humor to the Bad Mumbai Driver series right, so that they could yeah. see both yeah. sides of things. So I, I love your Bad Mumbai Driver series, dude. I think it's done what thirty-five episodes. Thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-six is going to be out. Thirty-six. Damn, week. dude. Some of them are extremely <laughs> funny, and, and this is you can only find in Mumbai. Exactly, yeah. dude. And, and the thing is, you won't. I would not like to say this, but there are no people who will actually come up and race. I mean, very few people as compared to Mumbai. Mm. But Pune does not have that culture. Okay. If you if I, I have a big bike, it's a very loud bike, mm. and uh, when I zip around in the city, I don't find people. You know, um, you know, trying to overtake me and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, people will come to the side, they'll check it out, and but they will not try to you know zoom past and okay. uh, get their side stand down and stuff like that. That culture mm. is very prominent in Mumbai, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I still remember back in the day when I used to go around. Um, Uh, when I used to roam around uh, on on weekends near Bandra and stuff like that, hmm. there used to be an actual race from Bandra to oh yeah, that's still Bandra on. to uh, uh, Borivali, no, somewhere. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, they do it. They, they I think they they locate their start point has changed. Reclamation now is where they start. Yeah, and they go up to uh, Borivali somewhere. Somewhere. Then there's a U-turn. I heard they take over there and then they come back. So it's yeah. an entire circuit. Yeah, but and I think and I think there's a pink slip involved. Yeah, yeah. If yes. if you lose, you lose the bike. It's like full wind diesel style. Full wind diesel, <laughs> and these are all two strokes. Yeah. If I'm not wrong, these are all two strokes, which is insane, man. Mm-hmm. So motor vlogging, bro. I mean. Uh, You started. What was your first episode? Why? Wh- what were you thinking of uh, when you when you actually were about to upload your first episode? And what what was going on? So the, interestingly, the first video I ever uploaded on on YouTube, and this is again my it was my personal Google account that I used at the time, and then it turned into the Augie F page. Yeah. And I used Augie F because my friends used to call me Augie. Okay. And F because Google asked for a second name, so oh, I just wow. wanted to put a character in there, so I put my surname first, right. initials. 
and uh, the first video i ever uploaded was a friend of mine was uh, working for jet airways and uh, he had a flight from here to abu dhabi or dubai somewhere mm. i can't remember in that flight there was this dude who suddenly took off his shirt and was sitting down on his flight <laughs> the flight okay <laughs> yeah and so this guy was a flight attendant yeah. and he recorded while walking and serving us he had his phone with him and he recorded the entire thing do you have to upload this on onto youtube so i said okay fine i said he never knew anything about like editing over way i also didn't really know much about editing but that was the first video i ever uploaded till today it's on the channel but i think i set the privacy to private because i don't want people to see a naked guy ugly naked guy on my yeah. my channel right but that was the first video i ever uploaded on youtube uh to motor vlogging i think the first video i ever uploaded which really had any traction was uh, the ride for safety crash oh dude you won't believe this i was on yeah. the same ride Oh you and were? I, yeah, and I was probably maybe 50 feet behind you. What are you saying? Yeah, dude, it's it's funny because when I see that video uh-huh. when the crash happened, um when I crossed that guy, he was still on the ground. Oh. So I was very close to you. Okay. I was yeah. there with my CBR group, the 250R group. Ah, I saw that picture you uploaded. Yeah, yeah. so I right was there. I was there, dude. Yeah. Such a small world, man. Yeah, no, so that was the the, the first video within Two days it hit eight thousand views, and at that time for me, yeah, eight thousand. I don't even have fifteen subscribers, <laughs> and it's reached eight thousand views. Like, and I was shocked, like, to see that happen. And um, did that give you confidence on? Oh fuck, this is working, man. Yeah, but at the same time, there's that um, moral cl- conflict which you have. Like, you think, oh, fuck, should I be really be uploading crash videos or whatever yeah. that is? And um, I, I decided because th- there've been instances where we were riding and we've seen people die on the road. Yep. and while we've had that on camera really, really you you have that on camera yeah, oh wow I've, i've never really uploaded it because um is this, this nh8 yeah we were riding to to um, goa i don't think it was oh, for NH4. india bike week uh, yeah nh4 but i don't think we were yeah we were riding to goa i can't remember it was for india bike week or but a few friends of, of mine uh, and i were riding to goa and we saw this guy uh, i guess he was a local and uh, somewhere just on the outskirts of pune itself he was riding a cd 100 or something and uh, no helmet nothing old guy probably around 60 70 goes straight into the divider i don't know what led him to go into that yeah. and then you have these kind of gutters like right, right, right. really deep yes. he went into that oh damn so his bike was on the road and he was down and if if no one was within viewing distance of this they wouldn't have known where he was right so we reached there we stopped and we looked down and this guys in in the gutter so some of the locals came out and they started screaming out and asking him to get up because you couldn't you had to jump inside to get him out right but they were seeing if he was conscious and breathing and he was not then i saw like a fly or something around his nose oh so i realized like maybe this guy is not uh, breathing. breathing yeah and then there's this cut Slight like of blood appeared and oh shit then we realized like this guys Man, are gone accidents are scary, so dude. we called up the uh, ambulance and the local police or whatever and we moved out of there because you know mm. people yeah, are necessarily yeah. in, uh, how did you come to know about and they make you look like the the yeah. culprit but, but if but i believe yeah. the laws have gotten a little soft now they are yeah, yeah. now they are they're much better like you can uh, if you spot an accident uh, even for you guys who are watching this right now and listening mm. as well if you spot an accident you can call up the law and ask them or an ambulance for that matter mm. and and you know the, the, yeah yeah not share of any of your personal details not go to the police station or the court stuff like that you yeah. can actually do that so if you spot something like this happen the next time around please make sure you dial a specific number and make sure that help arrives in time mm. yeah root gone yeah no and, and we we always keep i think emergency numbers at hand uh, with us on our on our phones so in case something happens god forbid we yeah. know how to get 
in touch with someone or who to get in touch with and then right. sort things out so i think right. fortunately for us that time the the police and uh, the medical staff were quick to come on the scene but unfortunately for him he was already a, a gone there's really gone, not, yeah. not much we could have done damn dude save him yeah. yeah so yeah bad mumbai drivers dude hmm. um i think that is one of your <laughs> it's it's one of the best playlists if not the only playlist that you have but <laughs> yeah. what a crazy i mean it just shows how stupid people are hmm. it just shows how uh people do not care about the law and uh, if they don't how crazy it can get another video that i really laugh at is 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 one where i think you're on the blade you're you're riding down oh, on yeah, on yeah, on yeah, somewhere yeah. near navi mumbai yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have this uh, triple seater triple seater right no, or no, he was a rc200 guy, guy who takes from the yeah. left and goes smack, smack on the yeah. floor i love it dude mm. i love it so when you think of uh, and i i, I want to say this out loud when people say make helmets compulsory make helmets compulsory hmm. i have a very different view of all of this i don't think helmets should be compulsory natural selection yes yes i agree i don't think helmets should be compulsory for the very simple reason is for the very simple reason because if i care about my life i will go ahead and buy the most expensive one hmm. if a certain individual does not care about his life it's okay man he won't wear it hmm. if you're looking at a global scale where uh international uh, where, where the international council is pointing a finger at uh, at us as saying at at us and says you know what the majority of accidents happen in india because of people who do not wear helmets hmm. if if you're concerned about that then make a helmet compulsory and try to lower down that statistical number hmm. but i don't think i mean if you if you read the news pune had this really stupid law or people got together and said let's Ban not make helmets. yeah i am to be honest i am with them don't make helmets compulsory if mm. if i care about my life i'll go ahead and buy the most expensive one and that is why i hate this law that came into effect where it says you know you can only go ahead and buy an isi helmet yeah, yeah. that law should not i am willing to spend the money i'm willing there's a reason why these helmets are expensive because they go through a certain degree of torture tests yeah. and that is how they come on the shelf arrive for that matter you should go online and see how the tests are performed mm. and you should see how an indian test is performed it's mm. two completely two sides of the spectrum yeah. it's that broad and if i want to go ahead and buy an expensive helmet i'll fucking go ahead and do it mm. if someone else does not want to buy it okay dude i don't give a shit mm. and i think i am completely in support of the fact that helmets should not be made compulsory if you look at it purely isi or just in general in general in general i I, I, i don't care about isi i'm even if the law comes into effect i'm still going to wear a very expensive helmet which uh-huh. does not have an isi mark because i know how uh, how the test has been performed as simple as that dude see the, the only thing i i would kind of challenge you on is and again if we have proper data around this yeah. is how many civilians or people who are really not involved in um, either riding or, or driving are victims to these kind of accidents because say for example if if you have a guy who's not wearing a helmet and most of these guys are doing like ridiculous speeds they are not wearing yeah. helmet i don't know why but they do yeah. it and um, if they lose control because maybe something hit their eye or mm. and they can't really see and then they go and crash yeah. into a, into yeah. a civilian i think then there's scope to say you know this guy should be wearing a helmet it's compulsory but even if you does. see the majority of people who wear or get a helmet just for the fuck of it yeah, they will not strap it up also they will not strap it up yeah. it's may, it's it's uh, most probably going to be a helmet that is half face yeah. they'll have the visor up hmm. so irrespective of an individual if he or she wears a helmet or not and if an accident happens or not hmm. the civilian is not at fault 
either way yeah but the casualty is what i'm talking about civilians should not be victims because of some dude who's not wearing a helmet and i think if an accident or if someone's life can be maybe not the rider yeah. if the rider wants to die let them die yeah. but i'm saying if 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 a civilian's life can be protected by some a rider wearing a helmet being compulsory but I, I exactly i don't know the i don't know the number yeah, of accidents the, the cause where it says that yeah. it was the rider's fault because he was Correct. not wearing a and helmet and people will always blame the biker let's be honest i think that we are, we are always victims to it yeah. but again the other side of the spectrum is people and the way they walk on the roads Yeah dude so that's a whole another story altogether yeah. and that's I dude I remember fuck man I <laughs> we were just talking about this uh, on in our last episode accidents mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was talking about this guy who had an accident with you can probably go check it out mm-hmm. um this guy was dancing in the middle of the road dude like he like he got confused dancing. yeah he got confused man uh-huh. and my signal was green he was lighting up a cigarette old fucker 60 65 year old uh-huh. trying to cross the road and then he spots me freaks out and then st- He he decides yeah yeah it starts to kind of dance around and I'm like fuck 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 and even I start to dance around and boom I hit him luckily I mean I mean he was injured but he was okay so it's fucking crazy but I'm completely in support of this fact if I don't care man I don't care if uh, if someone who's riding without a helmet dies I'll be honest about it because mm-hmm. if you look at the bigger picture we're trying to kind of dig our own grave and and uh, get down in a spiral. on our own because of imposing this law where helmets are compulsory mm. if the law says fuck it helmets are not compulsory mm. i would still go and wear a helmet mm. wouldn't of you course, yeah, yeah of course yeah i mean a, lo- a majority of the audience or whatever the enthusiasts will wear a helmet it's only mm. the local guys will probably say ah fuck it and also and also these local guys they are not in the habit of wearing a helmet mm. my father did not wear a helmet for the longest time because it was not compulsory mm. it's it's been what about i think 15 20 years i think it's been about 15 20 years since he started wearing a helmet but before mm-hmm. that i mean the law was clear yeah, man really, it, yeah. it said don't wear helmets i mean there was no law as such and yeah but the data thing is is uh, is something that we need I to look at i think also the the information which we've got over the years now about how dangerous it, it can be to ride without yeah. a helmet has pushed people who otherwise maybe wouldn't have worn a helmet to now thinking oh, maybe i should really invest yeah. in a helmet and, and start yeah. riding but this whole isi thing is just uh, isi is uh, yeah i mean i would not to touch that yeah, yeah it's horrible dude. yeah because i i, I mean I, so was your first helmet an isi helmet mm, dot dot helmet yeah. okay my first helmet was an isi helmet and i think back in the day only isi helmets were accessible mm-hmm. um the imported helmets still used to cost a bomb and mm-hmm. not a lot of people could afford it so you start off with an isi helmet but then you gradually understand the difference between an isi helmet and a helmet that is shell, uh, that is snell approved or dot approved Correct, or ec yeah. approved so that difference if if one understands that difference and i think all big uh, people who ride big bikes as well mm. i think a very expensive helmet is very much needed because mm. i see a lot of these posers on instagram who have got these supremely cool looking motorcycles a 1000 cc 1000 cubic capacity in will not take brand names but they'll wear an isi helmet which does not make any sense at mm. all man yeah. i mean things can go wrong really fast on a big motorcycle mm. for for them to not spend they'll buy oh, they'll buy an exhaust which costs like 70000 80000 maybe a lakh yeah, uh, you know like money but mm. they'll not buy a helmet which costs 20000 30000 see the cheapest hjc helmet is about 7 1/2 which mm. is still safer than your isi yeah and why not buy that i mean it still makes a lot of sense right mm. i think that, and that learning curve which 
people had to go through earlier like probably you and I had to go through right where you bought a first helmet you realize oh maybe the size isn't right now because I bought it for the graphics yep and then uh, same year too later, I got it for yeah. the graphics and then later you start to realize oh shit this is not really going to help me much in a, in the case of an accident i think that learning curve has been shortened now yep. with social media because there's a lot of information out there there's a lot of people sharing how to buy a properly fitting helmet uh, what kind of jacket you should buy blah 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 so on and so forth and people are looking more like i personally before i ever upgrade my bike i'll upgrade my riding gear to be able to handle that yep. kind of a bike and uh, a lot of people like you know social media puts a lot of pressure on even creators saying when are you going to up- upgrade your bike bro when are you going to upgrade your bike and honestly I, if i don't feel the need to i really want if i'm not doing those kind of rides which needs a bigger bike i want and at the end of the day i think the knowledge which you have available at your disposal today is way way more than you had a few years ago and i and that makes making that decision consciously now a lot easier so when i see someone without a helmet who probably has geo and maybe an iphone also yeah. to go along with that and doesn't wear a helmet then i know this guy is just out to have a laugh fuck it yeah man yeah, it's literally when i i mean i'm i'm just fed up of this whole situation because it's blown to another level mm-hmm. um i think that decision needs to happen fast if people yeah. want to keep that compulsion or not and if not then i i i literally i literally don't give two shits about it yeah. because If you want to wear, wear a helmet you might as well wear one hmm. even without the law hmm. and uh, if there's no law then fuck it man people will not wear it as simple yeah. as that and no to isiles unless they like but you upgrade their yeah. uh, what what that safety and it's strange right? they were based on more ece 2205 That's and correct. now they completely yep. said no EC is also not I mean yep. what the shit yeah who's who's smoking what there yeah exactly Ruth. I mean <laughs> but then when you see that guy's music videos you start yeah, to realize yeah. who's smoking yeah. what like yeah yeah, yeah. it's it, it's pretty funny man but i i on an overall level i think biking has picked up man hmm. yep. it's it's picked up and uh, and so has the motor vlogging community hmm. i think back then if i remember i i never motor vlogged as such but i had a gopro that i used to stick on the top of my helmet and I used to yeah. click like random random videos no no uh, audio in terms of talking yeah. but i used to click these random videos never posted them anywhere i still have them somewhere in my bank mm. and i and i and i and i kind of think about it when i think about it right now i'm like man i could have made a lot of money if i started motor vlogging <laughs> back then how was yeah. it back then for you when it started so honestly your your right there was this maybe around 5 if i remember correctly there was the everyday india heartbroken biker turbo green uh vikas rachamala yeah vikas rachamala um zohel started a little later Late, i think yeah. but he was around there was uh danny gypsy danger gypsy yeah gypsy danger um and a few others here and there as well right but oh speedy 95 from mumbai also and i think that was the initial lot like and then other people you know joined saw in, saw yeah. that happening and then they joined it um it was a very close knit community i think because we just knew that four or five of us others existed out there i think we were in touch with each other we created whatsapp groups at that time and wow. started to communicate with each other this was 2000 like uh, 14 i want to say yeah, 13 14 somewhere yeah. around there um yeah then i i then i think slowly with everyone's lives going the way they did i think things happened and we all moved out in our different ways but i fortunately for me i don't think i have any animosity amongst any of the other guys i think that's one thing i i i i pride myself on on achieving until date 
maybe I'm not in talking terms with a lot of people as much as other people are in talking terms with each other. But if I meet the other person, I'm not someone who's hostile or whatever. That I have no animosity or whatever. And I hope they have no animosity towards me also. I try to keep it cordial. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's YouTube. It's not something which you... I'm not looking at it as a career, like I said. If, if you're looking at making But you're at what career, now? You're at? Uh, a lakh 36. 36, okay. Yeah. A lakh 36. Yeah, so it's very, for me, it's been very gradual growth because I don't upload as frequently. I don't have like a schedule saying, oh, a video has to go out on this time. Let me it's not a full-time thing, like it's you said. Yeah. And people also initially didn't realize that. They're saying, uh, and then they start comparing. Hey, Vikas has uploaded a video. Why haven't you uploaded a video? And you know, they start to get competitive. Also, like, when you look at uh, YouTube as a medium, the majority of the audience is below 25. I don't know the correct statistic, yeah. but it's it's yeah. a very young audience, yeah. right? And I don't think they realize the amount of work that goes into it and the amount of stuff you have to balance through it as well. Because a lot of these guys are college-going students. Yeah. like Guys and girls both. A lot of them are college-going students who probably go to college from 8 to 2, mm. uh, get free and then spam some of, of, of YouTube. Yeah. They don't understand or probably don't realize um, that this is not a full-time thing. Mm. Unless it is. Yeah, but if it's not a full-time it. thing, yeah, unless it's it's not but a full-time thing. The strange thing. thing is the guys who are doing it full-time will never share yeah. like honest data around how to go about doing it. You know, they yeah. always keep their cards close to their chest. Like they, they won't give out as yeah, much I think it's a business move. It is, yeah. yeah. And Fair play. I mean, I've heard stories about people trying to like push you out of the, the brand deal or whatever so that they can get a chunk of it and whatnot. Really? Like, shit happens, yeah. I okay. mean, uh, I wouldn't want to take names, but yeah. but shit happens, and yeah. probably because of that, I've kept my distance from a few people. You know, just like a high and by and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think the most seriously you take this, honestly, I see it as a temporary thing which is going to happen. Um, Will Smith is on YouTube now. The Rock is on YouTube now. A lot of celebrities are are getting there. So if it wasn't already hard for you to make it big on YouTube, it, it's, it's going to get yeah. much harder. Yeah. And someone who's already got the backing of a production team like that is going to outdo you left very right easily. Center. Yeah. yeah. And you'd have to have either an amazing personality, great clickbait titles, or uh, sex sales. So something yeah. like that you'll have to <laughs> have on, on, on your channel. And then YouTube will ban you either way. Yeah. So it's it's a really tough game at this point in time. So someone who's coming in new into YouTube will have to really think whether they want to make a full-time career out of this or not. I think the last thing which you can really do to stand out is your editing skills. If you've got that good... No matter where you are, I think you can, you can, you can make come it up happen. Good. Yeah. MSK is a, is a great example. I've always his used him his as an edits example. are great. His edits and his um, storytelling style also is really good. Yeah. See, he started off making English vlogs and he realized that it's not his natural style. He moved into Hindi vlogs and guess what? He's grown to what? 500, 600? Really? 1,000, yeah. 500,000 yeah. now? So Fuck, he's done that's really insane, well man. He, I think you have to realize what your strengths are if you're looking at making it full-time. I'm not make, looking at making it full-time. But if you're looking at making it full-time, you have to realize what your own personal strengths are yeah. and play that to your advantage. But uh, how difficult do you think it is for you when... Uh, Hindi? Yeah, <laughs> yes. going to Hindi. No, I never switched to Hindi. What do you think? I mean, have you yeah. thought about it? No. Honestly, I we joke about it every now and then about yeah. making like spoofs or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I think my Chai Cup channel was the, was the first and only Hindi. How well channel. did it do? It took... The Chai Cup challenge was on Instagram. I think it got quite a few views and I'm probably the most amount of comments I've got on anything I've posted yeah. on Instagram. But uh, it took us... Two hours to shoot a two-minute video. My really? Oh, damn. Dude. <laughs> I can totally retakes, relate to that. Multiple retakes and whatnot later, but yeah. And you we wow. were working on the fly because we just had like a basic outline of what we wanted to do. I knew I wanted to make fun of Berman, but I didn't know how we wanted yeah. to go about that. With the help of Ralph and my friend Ankit, mm -hmm. they were the Hindi experts and translators for me. Yeah. So they like... 
So I met a friend recently who's uh, who's pretty big on Instagram. Mm. It's a she. I won't take her name, but pretty big on Instagram, verified. And she's like, dude, if if Instagram one day says says, "Kit, I'm gonna shut myself down," mm. what happens then? If YouTube, I I know it's it's a very hypothetical yeah, yeah. situation, but if it's YouTube possible, one yeah. one day says, "Kit, dude, I'm I'm gonna shut myself down," mm. what happens next? Mm. Where are you going to go? Are you going yeah. to still remain that Instagram star? Exactly. Are you going to still remain that YouTube uh, star? Mm. No, you will not be. Mm. Instagram is a private thing. It might shut down one day. It 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 might say, you know what, fuck it. Like when awkward happened. Yeah. Uh, people are really banking on Oko to be the next big thing, and then Facebook happened, and then Snapchat happened, and then High Five was also there in between ah, at some fuck, point. I yeah. don't even there's know what. Yeah. Stuff, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on, man. There are like a hundred social apps, and you never know what's gonna pick up next. Yeah. But let's be honest, Instagram is picking up. I mm-hmm. mean, it's already there, and so as YouTube. When you talk about uh, 2013 and 2018, mm-hmm. it's just a huge difference. Also, yeah. in terms of recognizing YouTubers, Correct, so yeah. it's it's a true word now. YouTuber is a very legit term now, yeah. and I, I think there are awards for for. I think there's. I think BB Key Wines won some some mm. filmfare dude, like the yeah. YouTuber of the year or some shit, which is which is insane, insane man. Yeah. If the entertainment industry is recognizing you for mm. for a channel that's there on YouTube, mm. damn dude. I think I think now it's more of people trying to cash in on it though. Yeah, from both sides, obviously. Yeah. Because, uh, See a lot of people also when when a brand approaches them, it's it's also a lot of uh, you know uh, the brand will give you content and you post it and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and it kind of sign like some of the comments when I read and it's so funny when they say you know too big guy hai too yeah, big guy yeah. it it sounds like a sellout. Yeah. BB is very uh, I, and I admire him for that because he he stays on the edge. If you see, he will not sound like a sellout. Mm-hmm. See some of his videos where he's got sponsored material. Correct. I think that's where he tries to maintain that balance. But I think he's also at a level where. Yeah. <laughs> he can afford to do that. He can say and fuck his it. His no. genre, I think, allows him to do that because it's in comedy, I think it's very easy to move between yeah, multiple brands and multiple uh, products. Right. Versus, if you look at motor vlogging, we are anything outside of motorcycles. We are, we are called sellers. Have you ever thought of switching to lifestyle? Um, Travel, maybe. I thought about it, but uh, honestly, I, I I think it involved me uh, being in front of the camera a little too long than I would like. And um, the natural tendency of people watching you is to know more and more and more about you. And that's something I'm really not comfortable with. Oh. Because outside of my um, YouTube life and what I show people or what I want to show people on YouTube, um, if I see people or if I meet people outside of like when I'm hanging out with my friends, I'd still just like to go out and have a drink and get smashed and be a regular yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, I wouldn't take the bike out. That all still remains the same. But I'd still just like to have, be my own self outside uh, versus if I do lifestyle vlogs and I've seen this happen with other people as well is that they're very different people in front of the camera they're very different people off it and if you if that shows off camera and if someone who follows you based of who you are on camera sees that they'll think like fuck what am I getting what is this guy and True. They'll, they'll unsubscribe you True. so I try to keep it as real on YouTube as I do in, in my regular life and I don't want to get into lifestyle vlogs because the tendency then becomes to be a different person in front of the camera yeah. which I can't honestly do and then yeah. then sleep with my conscience clear. <laughs> I'd rather be true to myself and do what I like doing versus do what other people want me to be doing. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy doing that. So yesterday I was watching this uh, video of Billie Eilish. Is I don't know oh, huh, yeah. Billie Eilish. Mm. Uh, it was it was this interview where she's talking after a gap of a year. So the same place, the mm. same questions, but just after a year. Mm. And 
it just shows her popularity and it's a i know it's not related to lifestyle but mm. it's just i'm just talking on a general reference of popularity mm. lifestyle vlogger bloggers also become very very popular in a quick quick yeah. in a very short span of time and just taking that example of billy eilish and she's like dude i wish i could go back to my younger self because that was the innocent me and mm. i didn't know what to do and you know uh when she became famous she has like a lot of famous friends and she, and one line which really which really pinched me hard is is like we artists are sad and you know it's a, it's also the case with some lifestyle vloggers or vloggers in general mm. you know you put a very different personality on screen but off it there's so much going around mm. you have to be an actor to actually hide that emotion yeah. and it's very very difficult but Yeah man that's that's what entertainment is you have to put it up for the audience you have to put it up for your fans and for the crowd that that are that actually there to see you it's a, it's a vicious cycle right because you say you get into it if you get into it for the fame then you start to look at your analytics very thoroughly to to understand you know what what is my audience like i need to put out that kind of stuff 24/7 if you start doing what your audience wants you to do you drift away from what you initially came in for maybe mm-hmm. and thought you were good at maybe your audience is not the best gauge of what your true talents are yeah. but you start to move towards what the majority of people who currently view you are saying you start to then put out content which you maybe in a few years will look back and say you know what was i doing yeah and then at that point you're already so far deep in shit that you can't really get out and you have to continue doing that yep. kind of stuff but is that you also reap the benefit of it I, I of believe. course you do but then then that way it happens yeah. 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 is it yeah. really worth what i'm doing mm-hmm. so a lot of youtubers in between started to take these breaks because they were not emotionally strong enough to handle it uh superwoman took a break in between now i respect her because she's done it the hard way yeah. uh pumping out videos left right and center and she's kept her content great apparently she's got her own new late night show coming up yeah exactly which is insane dude yeah. which considering she started off as a youtuber but uh, i i know people who'll give you advice like you know oh you're new just pump out as many videos as you can and uh, make sure that you don't p- you know get your leg off the pedal like just continuously work hard work hard and fuck if you're a person in in this day and age who already has like studies who has a career to worry about your family maybe a boyfriend or a girlfriend to worry about mm-hmm. if you're pumping out videos like that to focus purely on your this thing and if you can make it and be sane at the end of it like hats off to you but if 99% of the time you're going to end up with some emotional scars or the other so joe joe weller Do you know Joe Weller? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so Joe Weller had uh, this emotional breakdown I think at one point of of time when he had to take a back seat and mm. drastically reduce the number of videos he was uploading mm. because it's sometimes it does get overwhelming man you yeah. you you you're not yourself you know you start off with no people around you and in the, mm. and in like 2 years you're you're mobbed by people wherever you go you yeah. can't have alone time uh with your family friends your better half whatever it is mm. and it kind of gets difficult have you been have you ever been yeah. mobbed by people um fortunately the the audience i've attracted over the years has a similar mindset as i do Hey, I'm sure you're having a lot of fun listening to our podcast, but we have a second episode with Oggy Fernandez that's going to roll out next week. So stay tuned and stay subscribed to Talk the Talk.